Welcome to another episode of the Kayak Boys Podcast, man. We back. Bigger and better. New season. We ain't playing no games. We're getting straight to it. We're bringing in the celebrities like this brother here. Legend. Uh, Def Jam. All of that good stuff. Like, I mean, Mom, you had to tell them something to cross. Did you do comedy? Yeah, six times. Six times comedy. <laughs> I just remember your, your outstanding, astounding performance on Def Jam. I did everything. We, we, we sat in the living room like, that dude got naked, man. Showtime in the Apollo. Oh, you want Apollo? Yeah, oh, Showtime in the Apollo. Hey, you're a true legend when you do Apollo. Yeah. Oh, boy. But, man, let me tell you something. This season right here is going to be one fasten your seatbelts. And sit glued to your TVs for Kanye West podcast. We ain't playing no games. We stepped it up. So keep your eyes glued to the tube. And now, without no further ado, I gotta introduce my brother. Sorry, legend. Sorry, I talk with my hands. Legendary, legendary. This big brother right here in the game, man. Still making a way, making a name for himself, doing things outside of comedy. He's here to tell you all about it, ladies and gentlemen. Without no further ado, Mr. Marvin Dixon. What's up? What's up? Yes, right. sir, brother. With the cognac boys. Yes, sir. With no cognac. <laughs> hey, yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of like a sober season. It's too early to be oh, drinking. Okay. I got Even it. though this come out late at night, if we drinking this day, our whole day messed up. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's good. <laughs> Gotta go home and take a nap. <laughs> this help us sober up, I tell you that much. Kidneys up drinking it early. Boy, I, I was, sheesh, my kidney won't even woke up yet. <laughs> kidney's but, still yawning. Yeah, I, I'll just edit the um, liquor sponsors in because right now I can't drink. Now I gotta drink water. I have to lie on water. I gotta bounce back. I be having long nights, short days. Yeah, we all done that. Trust yes, me. Yes, sir. And it, it was, hey, let me tell you something. I appreciate you, brother Mob, because we had a great time at uh, Top Flight, Tallahassee, Florida. Yes. Sunday, once a month. Yeah. Same spot, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen yeah. years, and you rocked it. Yeah. Fifteen years. Down I've been doing it fifteen years every month. You good money, you good business. So you got you got a great comedy personality and business sense. Yeah. Fifteen years? Fifteen years, uh thirty altogether. Yeah, because it's I'm, my thirtieth year from starting my own comedy show. I did twenty five years straight at the improv. Dang. I remember that. I remember week, that improv. Week for week for twenty five years. Yeah. And then I left the improv and went to the casino at Daniel Beach and I've been there for five years every month. I got tired of every week was weighing down on you, catch, flying down every week, doing it, flying back out, flying down, flying down. It catches up with you after a while. Oh, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So I do once a month, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, should be jumping, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Most of your rooms, man, you got good energy, and, and there's a lot of great people there. Like, your rooms be packed to capacity. Like, I've seen it. That, that Dana, am I saying right? Dana yeah, Beach? Dana Beach. Man, beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I was making that transition over from, the, you know, not giving a kid a uh, young comedian. You watch me grow in this game, dreadlocks and all that. Uh, <laughs> I came in and did uh, Dana Beach and had on the suit. And yep. showed so much love. You know what I'm saying? Like, it make you want to wear a suit, don't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that the key. It make you want to wear that shit. I've seen comics come there, have on jeans and a T-shirt. Yeah. Jay Walker say, man, I should have dressed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I like? I like, like, I like about club top flight arm out there. Man, he tell you, ain't no tennis shoes. Yeah, and then you get a text before the show, ain't no tennis shoes. Yeah. You get a text when you get booked. Yeah. A text when your hotel comes. And another text that day of, hey, whatever you do, no sneakers for you or your guests. Yeah, they helping you out, yeah. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people still pull up. Yeah, what sneakers, what sneakers on? They forget they even got sneakers on. But it's a good, classy room, right? With like, it's so many 
nice name brand comfortable shoes out there brothers need to look into besides just tennis shoes. You know what I'm saying? All kind of things, but. Even yeah, I just, I just started getting into, uh, you know what I'm saying, going loafers. To, looking at loafers, looking at different shoes and shit like that. I'm going to turn you into a suit. spot we leave here, man. No, I, I you know what I mean? I'm going to turn you into a spot. Wait, which, which spot I'm talking about? You got that right. Especially at the clothes out. You can get anything from slides. You got that going. I'm telling What, huh? You becoming a grown man now. Yeah, I went up in that mug. Yeah, you feel different when you're yeah. wearing a suit and all that. You know always tell people? And all that stuff. And I learned this young in the business. Uh, older school comic told me, say, you're, uh, what are you, man, you're a comic or you're a professional comedian? And I say, huh? He said, you're a professional comedian? I said, yeah. He said, dress professionally. That's true. And from that point on, I started doing that. I yeah. just changed. Uh, you know, we all young. You come in your jeans, yeah. sneakers, and all that. As you get older and more mature, you yeah. start dressing. Hey, as you, And dress with the money you want to make. That's yeah. all I tell you. Yep. And, and, and when I did dress that. Dress like the money you want to make. And I say, I, I, I even be, uh, you know, people Give uh, boy Steve Harvey a lot Scoot of criticism. Up, so just a they give him a lot of criticism. This way. Yeah, these good mics. Look, they, they, give, they give him a lot of criticism, but uh, mm-hmm. you you, you got to take certain stuff, you know what I'm saying, from like when you're talking about the suits and stuff, I listen to him. Like, okay, man. Yeah, Steve Harvey will tell you a suit, but you don't have to wear the Steve Harvey nah, suit. Yeah, ain't saying it comes with the shoulder pads. The shoulder pads. You ain't going to be comfortable. You ain't going to feel right on stage. No, I ain't talking about that. I ain't going to feel right. Steve Harvey got some suits in the back. You ever come to his show? Yeah, we got some back there. What size you at? Peace, my brother. I just want to say that. And, uh, you know, 
don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. And he was my he was a comic before you that mm-hmm. I brought the top flight, and he did the casino. Yeah. He's my last comic I booked before you came this past mm-hmm. week. They were him, and he did both of them. He was just the last one, and I, and I thought like, who would have thought that was our last time working here? Yeah. yeah. You don't think that? And I just spoke to him two days before. We mm. just shoot the breeze. We check with each other, and then when we woke up after our show, like man, that just yeah. that just hit. I'm talking yeah. about we we we. That's some sad news. I mean, that really like almost made me like break down because we were so close. Well, I ain't gonna lie. Like I, I broke down because like it's a great brother, and just passing, we out here at the club working, and you talking and congratulating brother because yeah. he stepped outside of comedy. He started uh, grilling and chefing, got the grill made, all that stuff, yeah. selling the food all day at lunch at Uptown, yeah. all that. And I was like, don't forget to teach your daughter how to cook, too, while you cooking like you cook. <laughs> he was cooking good. Yeah. Gourmet meals, taking pictures and looking nice. And he, he, he mastered that, like, you know what I'm saying? Making this food look good for Facebook and all yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, what it teaches us is, like, you know, no matter what, what you're doing in life, you could be... The president of the United States, you know what I'm saying? When it's when it's, when it's time, it's time. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, bro. Like that's why you gotta treat people, you know what I'm saying? Like they not gonna be here tomorrow. You feel me? Like you gotta appreciate the people that you care about. A lot of people hold grudges and all that stuff, bro. But we ain't promised tomorrow. We ain't promised right. the next minute. That's you true. know what I'm saying? Live so life to the fullest too. You gotta enjoy it. And as a comic, as a comedian, you know what I'm saying? Like. We really, we really do live life to the fullest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we are some stubborn individuals. We are, that's, you just, you just yeah. said in our conversation. I, just, I, got, I can't wait to hear you. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. you just the headline. Yeah. So we cherish life, man, and, and treat each other right while we're here. You know? And we got to make more phone calls to one another. Yeah, check like on each other. Just, yeah. just on GP, just check on your brothers yeah. or sisters. Check on them, man. Mm-hmm. I call promoters now, that, just to check on them. Yeah, because see how they do. Some of them get lost in the sauce. They have bad business, and then they just wither away from the game. Right. But like some of them people need phone calls too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And that's a good thing that you do, uh, brother Wild, because you got you got good energy. And one you know thing, where I get that from? Years back, when I was doing the morning show in Miami, met a brother. Didn't know he was an older gentleman. He was saying, "Man, I see what you're doing, man, and keep doing what you're doing." He said, "He said the hustle gonna pay off." He said, I myself thought that. And I didn't know who he was. I'm sitting there just chatting with the man. He said he used to bring all the shows. See, back in Miami and South Florida, it was a place called uh, Miami Highlight and uh, Hollywood Sportatorium. Those are the only places black shows came. That was mm-hmm. it back in the days. And he said, I used to do all the shows there. And I'm like, okay. And I asked the older guy who knew him. He said, yeah, he used to bring all the black shows there. And he said, I used to bring this guy there in the 70s. And he used to book him, and artists used to tell me the big name acts didn't want him to open up. Mm. And I used to tell them, hey man, this is my show. I put on the show who I want. Now, if you want to put on the show who you want, you book your own show and put on who you want. This is my show. Yeah. And nobody wanted him because the brother would turn out the show. Mm. And he said, the man later came out with a hit. He got in the studio, came out with a hit. I still book him. And then he said, next thing you know, a lot of the white um, agents and the white bookers start getting all the black acts. Mm. The big name, they start locking them down. Mm. And now you can't just book a person. You got to go. And back then, it was the, it was called seller door entertainment. 
Cylinder was the biggest promoters in the world back yeah. then. Cylinder, you have to, so if you want to book, let's say an act costs 30000 Cylinder said, you got to go through us and they 50000 Mm. That means we're gonna get our cut. We still gonna pay them if we want. So that that's it works that like that now. Like you can't book Jay Z unless you go through Live Nation uh, or, or Lil Duval. Yeah, unless you go through something like that. Yeah, because I seen Carlos Miller. Yeah, list. yeah. All right. Whoa, you gotta go through somebody else to get them. Ain't nobody buddy no more. Yeah. It's now, never the only sad part, which is true, what he said, and this man was different. He said, "What I hate about it, and all y'all artists." They forget one thing. These agents and management work for you. You don't work for them. True. That means every, I don't care if I, let's say, and I hope it happens, bro, you get a mega deal. Mm -hmm. You sign a $100 million deal. They don't know the history you and I have. Yeah. And if I call and say, hey, Fredo, man, I got to get you. I can't give you that, man, but can you do it for $20? Yeah. They're supposed to still take that offer to you. Yeah. But they don't. And then you see them, that's true. I see and them. you be like, "Hey man, damn, it's like that. What you talking about?" Yeah, yeah. My agent, but they keep forgetting that the agent think, "No, he worked for me. I don't work for him." Yeah. So this true. guy told me something. He said, "He said I, 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 I kind of lost my way." Man, say I went shot bad, lost my career, lost my lady. He said everything. He said he had to move into a rooming house, and back in the early '80s, it was like a rooming house. You got your own little room, but everybody sharing the same bathroom down the hall. Yeah. yeah. Something like a, dorm, a college dorm or something. He, mm -hmm. said, he said it was a rooming house. He worked at the racetrack. The man said, all I did, I was cleaning up horse crap. Clean it up. That's all I was doing, putting hay down. And next thing you know, uh, they had a pay phone in the hallway. And the guy said, hey, man, you've been getting a call all day. And they said, call him back. He said, I didn't know who it was. All of a sudden, the phone rung about two hours later. It was them. said, hey, how you doing? Uh, somebody want to speak to you. Uh about them, you booking them. Well, I don't do that stuff no more, man. I just got out of the business. He said, "Well, hold on, let me, let me see, let me see if you want to speak to him." It was Prince. <clears throat> Prince reached out because Prince said, "I don't remember what you did for me." Prince said, "Them days, you don't know what you've done for my career, and I want to get back." He said, "I got a tour that I'm doing, and I'm I'm gonna give you the South Florida day." And the man said, "Well, well, um, let me see if the highlight." Available. The man said, the highlight. Prince said, that place you brought me to? No, I need something bigger than that. He said, well, let me try the um, Hollywood Sports Tournament. That's the biggest place. No, I need something bigger than that. Prince mm -hmm. said, I'm the hottest person in the world mm -hmm. right then. And mm -hmm. that was the Purple Rain Tour. Wow. And, and that was big. And he, he ended up, Prince wrote him a check, sent it to him to book the, the Orange Bowl. Did the Orange Bowl, sold out. And when it was over... He said, man, when this check clear, I'm going to send the money back. You send me. Person, you keep that. That's good, people. I just want you, because you deserve not to live like you live. And that was his retirement. Mm -hmm. He walked away with all that money. Remember that? This is in his 80s. Man. He made a couple of meals from that show. Because yeah. the place, the owners bowl back then, he could see about 80000 90000 in there. And, so and he sold it out. And the Prince ain't charging nothing. Hey, and Prince paid for everything to do this show. Because he wanted to see that man back on his feet. Right. Like, some people know your story, you know what I'm saying, without, like, they think it's a big disconnect between us and the industry. The industry yeah. knows what's going on, too. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I had a couple of people when Marcus passed, just in case they don't know. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Those brothers know who they are. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I like to keep everybody in contact. Right. And I reach out to the industry every now and then. Uh -huh. You know, because when, you, when you're doing stuff, it's like, it's, it's, it's a small, tight-knit community. Yep. But it's great people like you that paved the way, and people don't forget you. 
You know what I'm saying? Your name should always come up. Your household name for greatness. And then you move with a good spirit. You know what I tell the brothers to do? I don't ask nobody. You don't got to come back and do a show for me. You know? I don't answer that. You know what I ask them? Get me in some doorways I can't get in. Mm-hmm. Meaning some clubs. Yes, sir. If I can't get in this certain comedy club, you're a big enough name to say, hey, man, I got this brother down there. Do me one solid and book him in there. It ain't even about the money. Yeah. Let me get in there because once I get in there, I'm going to stay in there. Mm-hmm. Once I get in there, I'm going to try to rip it up. They're going to say, hey, we got to bring him back. Uh, I'm going to get in there. You, you got a problem. You're very seasonal and you're doing your motherfucking thing. Yeah. Great hoes. That's all I ask them to do. They won't even make the calls to get me in. Mm. I don't want to book you. Get your money. I know, hey, the, the white agent or whatever got you locked down. You might be making two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand a weekend. I just ask you to get me in a certain comedy club. Make yeah. a phone call because they can do that. We That's all true. at That's a certain level true, yeah. in life. At a certain level in life, I can make a phone call to get Fredo somewhere. Mm-hmm. Fredo can make a phone call to get you in somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it, it ain't about the money, just to get you in there. Once you get in there, you gonna sell yourself. And a lot of brothers don't do that. I be telling them, like, man, I gave so, I didn't know this until I found out in interviews. I know the first Mike Epps, I gave him his first show he ever had in his life. Mm. His first paid gig, first few. I used to bring them all the time. Um, uh, Guy Tory, first show ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dion Cole, first show ever. And I don't, and they'll tell you, I don't be calling them for nothing. Hey, man, I just ask you, can you make a phone call mm-hmm. and get me in there? Yeah. That's all. Always say you pass stuff forward. You know I'm a headliner. You know me and Mike have been in competitions against each other, mm-hmm. and I won them all. <laughs> yeah, pride. But he was. I knew you were finna say I won them all. But he was. But no. But Mike was in the right place at the right time, and he deserves the blessing he got. Oh yeah. And I watched him at Laughapalooza, bro. He deserved that to 100. percent That's my dog. Every time I see Mike, I show him he's love, man, love. But I just, love I just ask, man, make a phone call. Cause some people in certain positions to get to open the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, syndicated radio shows. Like now, I just got on with Chill Rock. I'm man. part of the Chill Rock show. For sure. And what I want, something I want to start doing, and I say once I get my feet wet, I want to start doing a quick interview with brothers like yourself. Mm-hmm. Even the worst I can do is get you finalists. Yes, sir. You know, this brother here deserves a break and interview you right quick. Bam, that's your final. Mm-hmm. It's like like Steve Harvey can do saying, hey. Fredo Davis, break time. Let's get this man a break he deserves. And just interview you. Let, let you be a special guest. And you know what? He, he did that for Carlos and them. And Carlos that's what. Carlos dude putting them boys on the platform. And I'm that's like, what you do. You in that position. You, you ain't got to do it every once a month. Mm-hmm. Once a month. Give him, give him somebody you know, in the spotlight. Now, Ricky does. Ricky does reach out to comics and interview mm-hmm. them. He does interview them. Because I was shocked when they said, Ricky, want to talk to you. Huh? Yeah, he want he want to interview. It's your birthday coming up, right? He want to interview on your birthday. Wow! And talk about all. Because Ricky said you the first person brought me to the Florida. I ain't never been to Florida. You're the man. You the first one flew me down to perform. And Rick said a lot of these brothers don't acknowledge you was the first one to introduce them to South Florida. Yes, sir. And Ricky said when when they come down to some of these big shows, he said if you don't, unless you don't want to do it, you should be on every one. Unless you don't want to do it. And let me ask you this: yeah. so when you say South Florida, like. That's Miami and all that down there, right? It's Miami, uh, West Palm Beach, West Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. yeah. The whole South Florida. Shout out to Jack Wilson, man. That's my partner. But under, under your umbrella is Benji Brown. Benji Brown, I got them started. Uh, uh, Malik, yes. Malik, that's, that's I out in Cali with Big Sean and uh-huh. Brighton and uh, all that. Uh, Larry Dog. 
Larry Dog, yeah. Larry. Uh, what's my other boy? Razor. Yeah. Me and Razor started like together. Yeah. We I really started. Him him too. Me and Razor might have been two or three months. I know it was six months difference. Mm. We, st- we started the same year. Yeah. And it's so funny. Larry Dog asked me this. How did you get over, like, just went ahead of us as far as popularity-wise? And I said, I handled myself like a stripper did. You got to break that one down. Yeah. <laughs> the, most, got it. the most popular strippers, mm-hmm. the most popular strippers be at one strip club. If you want to see her, you got to go there to see her. If you see a stripper go here Monday night, here Tuesday night, here Wednesday night, here Thursday night, here Friday night, she ain't building no final. She's chasing money. Money's mm-hmm. not coming to her. Mm-hmm. She's chasing it. And I just tell Larry, y'all chasing. Every time somebody says, I'm going here, I'm here, 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 here. Uh, I'm staying right here. And that's how I ended up being host of Miami Nights, the, con- the nightclub of Miami Nights. They would go other places. I would stay there. And I would build a following. I, I went from my first show from seven people until within five to six months, I had two, almost 1,500, 2,000 every week. Yeah, and I because I stayed there, and it was a, a big talk. And I tell him, you stay there, man. Don't chase it. Dudes that hustle in the streets. Everybody came there to see you. Yeah, that's how you got the um, uh, Trick Daddy video. Trick Daddy you video. You know now. Def Jam. When was sixteen or something. The crazy right? part when they stepped. <laughs> thought she was wrong. Yeah, I couldn't do. Yeah, she was grown. Sixteen years. No, she was grown. She, she was like grown. the same girl that R. Kelly tape ain't gonna lie. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no, she was just young. She, she just young looking. You yeah. don't know now. No. Yeah, she was already. She was. I think she, she was a little bootsy boy. Yeah, she was. She was young. I mean, she was about twenty. Yeah. At that time when she did that, I know she was about twenty then. Yeah, he was fucking with Trigger. Yeah. I remember you playing the bathroom, yeah. man. Come down. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you were radio deal too. Me, bitch. Uh, I started radio after that. The way the radio station came to me, they was like, who is this guy got all these people, 2,000 people inside this nightclub? And people don't know when I went to, the, I used to go to the improv there, which was, I used to sign my name and open mic night, they would never call me. Mm-hmm. They would like, bump me or whatever. And the man who's my mentor to this day, who's on radio, James T. It's like a father to me. I used to get mad, and I didn't know him. Really. Didn't know James at that. I just was talking to him, I said, man, can I ask you something? I'm be trying to go to this comedy club and sign up. They don't ever put my call me up or whatever. He said, "Okay, make it happen around." I said, "Huh?" He said, "Make it happen around. Go to another club." Mm-hmm. And I went to the, the hottest club, which is Miami Nights. I said, "What nights aren't y'all open?" He said, "Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's the nights I want to do my comedy show." And I did Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and built it up. I was a one man band. I used to take our flyers, put our flyers, go to people. Well, no social media then. Your the legs, the legs were social media. Yeah, because yeah, I used to do that. I, st- I still do that every now and then. Yeah. If there's a big show coming out of my pocket or my people's pocket close to me, I'm going to go put flyers on a lot of cars. Probably a thousand, three thousand. And I told you some years back we used to do that. I say, hey, man, don't think people ain't watching. I see what you're doing, dog. Yeah. I admire your hustle. Yeah. And I watch you grow. I'm the one told you, I said, you ready to headline. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you did. Said, you watched. You read the headline. Yeah, I remember coming up to you yeah. too humble. Like I think it was in the back of Uptown. I was like, yo, I heard you got a room with Tallahassee. He was like, you ain't ready yet. Yeah, I told him. Mm-hmm. I first told him we weren't ready. Most then comedians I said, don't know that when they're telling you, you're telling you something for your own good. Then but I say you ready to feature now. I said yeah. you ready to feature now. And then I told him, hey man, you ready to headline? It's, it's real levels to this. Real it levels. is, and they don't you realize that. You yeah. ever had a run in with the, the young hardhead comedians? You know what? No, a lot of them respect me. And I'll be honest with him. Like Country Wayne, when I worked mm-hmm. with him the first time ever, I, he'll tell you, I told him, I said, man, dog, 
you got a hell of five following. Make that money much as you can, while you can, but do me one favor. You want to make it last longer? He said, what's that, man? Learn the craft. I say, don't just be content and stuck. Learn the craft. I don't care if you got to hustle, host, and bring three more people with you to fill in the time. Learn the craft and watch before you know it. You're going to have your set build up and you can headline. Yep. And he did that. He said, don't be ashamed to go open mic just because your name is Country Wayne. And Wayne worked out. And when I seen him, we worked together again. Man, it's like watching your son grow. Like mm-hmm. this brother, listen. And I've had one say, but he, to this day, I don't know what he's doing because the show I did with him, he got booed off. Mm, that happens. It's he called got booed off. Humbling. And then I'm going mm-hmm. last. And the order, a lot of y'all don't know these people, was B-Tuck, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Brown, mm-hmm. and myself. Mm-hmm. And he went last. Mm-hmm. Ego had him going last. Huh? Man, I, and Steven will tell you, I say, hey, man, let's leave. Say, why? Because I think he's going to eat it, and they're going to be asking us to go back, want us to go back up. Yep, they will do so that. So leave. Let's leave. We got our money. Let's go. And we left, and I'm eating. I was getting something to eat. Dude called me. Hey, man, uh, where you at? I said, I already left. Man, man they born to do. Oh, well. <laughs> Y'all wanted to go last. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that bullshit is on there. I don't care who you are. <laughs> hey, that shit will wake your ass up, and you ain't gonna sleep that night. No, you you go sleep with your shit wide open. Hey, but what I what I be saying like when people get booed, booed, like and they ain't expecting to get booed, like mm-hmm. when they feeling themselves too much and they go up there and they get booed, they be trying to fight the boo. Nah, like, you nah. ain't trying to fight the boo. Hey, your voice your voice <laughs> is going low and low. What are you doing? <laughs> so after a while, you up there like this. You up there like I'm drying up. You up there like pooty tang and they very, very humble in state. I tell you, you know, that. Yeah. I've been there. I, been, I started out in five five nine. You remember Bruce Bruce? Woo! Yeah. You had to be strong. Your confidence had to be on a thousand oh. to conquer a room like that. It's, I've done five five nine about six times. But now, you, you one time, whoever featured for me did never make it through. Yeah. <laughs> and all you had to do was five minutes, bro. Yeah, yeah. like the, the $500, five hundred dollars, five minutes. Yeah. The headline only had to do ten, ten to fifteen. That's what. And them dudes couldn't make five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> scared, scared. And, they, and if they didn't like you, they throw stuff. Yeah, that was crazy because I had on a lime green shirt. Never forget it. Thought you was clean. <laughs> lime green hat, dreads on the top of the hat, looking like a young buster. Wallabies on lime green. Somebody threw a, 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 a hot wing or something. And I thought the joke had ripped. Yeah. I looked down at my shirt. It was a big-ass splatter, man. Them niggas was laughing so hard. Yeah. Uh, I never no, no, get it. This business is crazy. Yeah, and I like yeah, I, I, can't, I, I can't jump out there and fight. I don't know who threw it. I wanted to, but they was going to tear my ass up. Yeah, like, like what I was talking like, as far as, like, Bright colors and stuff like that, like like tell me like the boy shit like that. Nah, bright colors brings uh good energy. I would tell you that now. When I read yeah. when I read and like these different it's books true. and stuff, it's you true. want you want brighter colors for it, it, it attracts the attention and it puts people in a happier spirit. These dark colors, you know what I'm saying? It's kinda like what is he going through? Is he depressed a little bit like that? You know what I used to do? And I don't know if you ever noticed this. Mm-hmm. When it's a rowdy room and a lot of comics, and I used to study this when I was younger especially, they would go up to that hype music, music to get them amped up and mm-hmm. all that. Uh-uh. Every time, back in five, five days and all that, I used to walk up there with a slow song. Yeah. I would go on stage yeah, to a slow song, and I'd be sitting up there and say, I don't give a damn what y'all saying. I'm playing this whole song. And i like, I'm vibing because I'm already dressed up. 
I said, y'all, y'all wore that hood clothes. I'm dressed up, babe. I'm ready. And I just dance. And then they listening to me, and I used to get them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, captivating the audience. You do that. I used that, to always go to the study and then research yeah. it, brother. I used to watch them and say, you know what? Let me walk up to this. And I would play a slow jam. My favorite song was Teddy Pendergrass, Come On and Go With Me. Because mm-hmm. if you black and don't like that song, kill yourself. Yeah, I say, <laughs> let me tell you something. That Come On and Go With Me. You probably had a lot going with you because you've been out a long time. <laughs> so you broke Wilt Chamberlain Records with Groupie Jeff Harvey. You want to tell people this? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's something else I tell Young Comics, too. Did the um, Stardom mm-hmm. in Birmingham. And I had a young brother open it up for me. And he met this young chick, it was a uh, white chick too mm. and he was going to take her back to his room I pulled him aside, I said hey man you know, what's up, um? I said hey hey man, get that girl number and get to know her he told me, man, oh, she, she want to come to my room her and her friend, I said get her number and get to know her, because once you stick your thing in crazy, you didn't messed up, yeah. I said if you talk to her a few days, you can find out if she kind of off and lo and behold, he said, man, I'm glad I listened to you because that girl was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, but you was going to be in Alabama in a room with a white girl. Trying to explain that to them police. Okay. It's going it, to be about three years till you get it straight, the story straight. Oh, yeah, always. It's but, the first thing they say. That's yeah, why we, I like. did a, we did the start down uh, with Henry Welch and shit. You ain't getting a white girl back to your room, dude. No, no. All right. I'll tell you, she's going to take no chick to your room. You know what? No, don't take no chick. No, that's what... Like, a lot of young comedians need to know that. Cause yeah, don't take none. It ain't like it was when we started. Yeah. When we started, yeah, we go get in and get out and leave town. She, we ain't no social media. And then she's got to catch you when you come back. Yeah. Nowadays, you can't do that. You know, the Me Too movement came and strong, and then women speak out. And some dudes might have forced the chick to do something. Who knows? Bill Cosby. But, yeah, Bill. But look, but look how it's coming back. You but look how it's coming back. You look how it's coming back. But see, with stuff like that, I tell them, man, uh, hey, mm-hmm. I tell you, hey, man, if you got a chick you like, take her with you. Might as well. It's cut, cheaper. Yeah. Cheaper cut, then cut all the crap, man. Cut. Or get her number and get to know her, meet her for lunch or breakfast. And bring her back to her room. And another reason you'll bring her back to her room, dudes will rob you. Yeah, yeah true. She will tell exactly what room she in. Yeah. Where she gonna be, and she might open the door for me. So yeah, most of the time when uh, dudes be getting robbed and shit like that, it's always a female behind. Yeah. It. Like Pac said, every time a nigga died, a, a, a chick was horny. Yeah, you know yeah. Mm-hmm. it be but, like that. But young comedians need to know that too. That's a um, Have you noticed? You every time I book you, hmm? every time I book you to tally, you ain't at the same hotel. Have mm-hmm. you noticed that? I ain't pay no attention. I rotate them because I don't want nobody to say the comics stay here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's smart. You 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 ahead of yourself. The comics stay one. here. Now they come in there, hanging out. They're set up and wait. Okay, we ain't gonna get them this one. We're gonna set it up. Set it up. It's like the NBA. How, did, how them girls be waiting to try to? Yeah, you getting around it. I see yeah, that. Yeah, be taking taking Drake uh, sperm and shit, trying to get pregnant and yeah. all that. Like, but that's like, what women, you do. Women do some scandalous shit. I think yeah. Yeah. nobody. But they're angels. But no, that's, that's my thing. Nobody addresses this. So when you do say something like that, they got an excuse to come back. Well, 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 well. Hey, rest well. in peace, Kevin Samuels, because he kept it real, bro. With he him. did. He did. He was straight to the point. Let me ask you this, Ma. So. Like with Kevin Samuels passing, and like a lot of women ain't gonna have nobody to look up to. Did he keep it too real with them, or was he telling them the truth? And I don't think women like the truth. With some of them, he was brutally honest. 
brutally honest. And, and, they, liked, and, they liked it, but they hated and, it. You know, you know what, though? You had millions that hated it, mm-hmm. but you had millions that loved it. And we can tell. It, was, it wasn't no oak in the middle. It was millions that did because he had 1.4 million followers, which is the majority went. Mm-hmm. He was make as of January before he passed, he made three million just that alone. They paid for one on one sessions with him. Mm-hmm. Even celebrities, Nicki Minaj called in one on one. Just to try to argue she, with him. They sit, but they're <laughs> calling in and you know to have that. You know he gonna say the same stuff. He used to always say, "How tall are you? What's your mm-hmm. dress size? Mm-hmm. How much you weigh last time you uh, mm-hmm. weighed yourself?" And then he asked, "What you do?" Kids, and then he just started going breaking them down. But this what people don't realize: his first year was us. He got on men, mm-hmm. but men don't. We shrug yeah. stuff off. We, we don't give a damn. Yeah, like we listen. If I don't like what you're saying, I'd be like, you know what, man? I'll see you in the streets. Yeah. Let me tell you, you're not gonna have a fan base of men that don't <laughs> like 